Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, my man, check check your iMessage, bro, because I just sent you something that I saw today online, and it was like bringing our two nerd worlds together. And I just wanted to bring that to you right now. So can can you describe okay. Okay. To, to to the listeners what I just sent to you? It's uh, it appears to be a meme. And it is it's, a meme. Uh, yeah, it's a silhouette of a gravestone? Question mark. Is it a silhouette and of then, a gravestone, or is it a silhouette of Diglett? <laughs> oh, I get the joke now. <laughs> It'd be better if you could only if it was like a gif where you only see like each frame of the meme at a time <laughs> so in pokemon there's like a thing where they show like the silhouette of something and then uh yes you're I supposed to guess it what it is during the commercial break and when it comes back you guess and it shows like a silhouette of a diglet and then anakin skywalker's <laughs> on the other side so that's my nerd dumb dustin's is pokemon and anakin's like it's diglet and then it pops up and it's a tombstone that says padme on it <laughs> And then on the other yep. side, it's uh, the the Darth Vader saying Darth Vader. no. But it's no. It's more like no. More like that. I think oh. is the reference. It's, this brings me so much joy. <laughs> and then what would be better if there was like a part two to this meme where it's like Ash throwing a pokeball at the gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta or make Pikachu, that. Pikachu like pissing on the gravestone. Like wow! That. Like wow. Okay. Too like far. like the uh, the Calvin pissing on the Chevy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm glad that we opened up our audio only <laughs> podcast with a visual, <laughs> with, with discussing mm-hmm. a visual joke. Dustin, this week we got we got some follow up. It's been a long time since we had follow up. Um. Dustin, what are we following up, Stephen? Someone slid into my DMs and they asked to remain anonymous. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, this person, just said to me, "Hey, Steve, just wanted to let you know that me and a few friends have been on that Sony Pony train for a while now. We're what other Sony bronies call beepers. We're kind of like cloppers. I'll leave it at that. Camera eggplant, eggplant uh, splooge." Is that what the water droplets are? Splooge? I think we just call them water droplets. Okay. Camera emoji, eggplant emoji, water droplet emoji. Okay. Or tears. It could be tears. It's not tears. There's definitely a crying emoji. That's what the person would have used if they meant tears. Okay. All right. We know what this is. Oh, man. Dustin, I made the mistake of looking up what cloppers are. Do you want to know what cloppers are? I don't know if I do. Do I? I don't think you do. So I was okay, confused by I this. Don't. I assumed it was sexual, and I was not mistaken. Um, so cloppers I was not mistaken. Cloppers are uh, people who are sexually attracted to the characters in the show My Little Pony and create or just enjoy sexually explicit fan art. That's a real thing. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, that is a real thing. So now. Now, thanks to this DM. But wait, what are beepers? Uh, I'm I'm assuming it's because he uh, 
So is that a thing where people are sexually attracted to cameras? Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> are they trying to create a sub-genre like cloppers called beepers? <laughs> I have no idea. I would like to assume this is all just a joke. That is what I would like to assume. I don't know, man. We like to stay high and high on our uh, Sony ponies and not get down to the beepers level. <laughs> beepers? Here in the pony camp. Oh, gosh. So, so freaking disturbing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I knew what bronies were from, what's it called? Bob's Burgers? They do, they do like a whole episode about that. <sighs> I was not yeah. uh, attuned to the fact that there was more deviant things going on there. Dustin, we got some some more legitimate follow up than that though. You did a bridal show last mm. week, doesn't you? You want to talk to us about that bridal show, bro? We did. We did a bridal show, a bridal extravaganza. Uh, in fact, it was interesting. It was it was stressful. It was tiring. It was exhausting, and I wasn't even the one running the booth. Um, yeah, my biggest takeaway from the bridal show were a few things. Um, so let me first start with a quick story, uh, that I just find very entertaining, very humorous that probably none of you, including Steven will find funny, but I do. Um, so we show up to the bridal show to set up, uh, the day before the show, um, you know, I'm expecting to spend about an hour and a half, uh, because we built these walls. We are going to make this whole scene and, uh, we show up to set up. And I'm also going to be debuting our newest photo booth from the photo booth supply company. And uh, so we had set up our bridal show booth to highlight that element. And we get there to the show. We have a great booth placement. You know, we're right by the doors as the brides will come in. And I notice across from us is a photo booth company. And I've happened to work with this photo booth company a few times. And uh, I realized that the owner of this company is a bit of um, a short-tempered individual. And I realized if he sees that we have a photo booth across from his booth, which is selling photo booths. Booth wars. uh, Booth wars would, you know, spark. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately go to the person in charge of like setup. And I say to them, um, guys, we're going to be debuting our photo booth at this show. It's the whole reason we signed up to do this bridal show. Um, I don't think that they're going to appreciate having someone with a photo booth right across from them. Would you like us to move or would you like to move them? You know, I'm fine with it. It makes me no difference because their booths are very different than what we're going to be offering. But I just know them and they're going to be furious. So you made an assumption. They, they turn to me and they say, no, I think, I think we're going to be, we'll, we'll be okay. Don't worry about it. And I say, no, really guys, like I've worked with this guy. He's not going to be happy about this. Dustin, is this another one of those stories where the person who you're talking about will listen to the podcast and will no. be upset by this and then will get angry with you? No, no, not at all. Um, So I say, okay, you know, I've warned you. I then set up my bridal show booth, leave. About an hour later, I get a call from the place putting on the bridal show. Um, Sir, we're going to need you to come back. Um, 
you're gonna have to take your photo booth down. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you have a photo booth company that's setting up across from you, and they're real angry. <laughs> and I said, uh, do you not vividly remember this conversation I had with you? Um, probably two hours ago. And they say, yeah, yeah, we remember the conversation. You can tell like the guy's like right next to him when he's making this phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, so he like not, doesn't want to admit fault. And then he's like, so, uh, you're not going to take the photo booth down. I said, no, I'm not going to take the photo booth down. The whole reason we're doing this show is to promote the booth and then to promote our associate brand. And that's a promotion that we're, you know, bringing together today. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, can't you just have the photo booth guy move booths since he hasn't set up yet? And he said, uh, no, sir. He gets this spot every year for the last like 10 years. <laughs> and I said, okay, so what do you want to do? I'm not coming back and moving my booth. I've already, you know, I spent an hour and a half setting it up. I got and shit to do. All right. I'm actually photographing an event right now. And he's like, well, would you mind if we move your booth for you? Ooh. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but, you know, it's a lot of stuff. You know, there's walls. It's a whole thing. So that new salsa uh, booth got broken? Is that what I'm hearing right now? <laughs> no, it, everything was fine. So we showed up the next day to the show. And in fact, they did move our booth to the other side of the uh, uh, bridal show. Um, nothing was too out of place, but I did talk to the photo booth guy, um, and explain to him the situation that like, Hey man, I wanted to move from the get go. I'm sorry if this caused you any stress. Um, I didn't like set my photo booth up across from you just to be vindictive. Um, Why would you have reason to be vindictive? Did you guys have fights before? Have you guys thrown hands? No, no, did, not at all. Did he's you just, go to fisticuffs? He's a very passionate individual when it comes to photo booths. Mm -hmm. um, he actually builds his own custom photo booths. Oh. And I have a great respect for like the craft in which he does. Um, and like the salsa booth um, is just not the same type of thing as what he's doing. So it seems like wouldn't be a big deal if the salsa booth was across from him. Kind well, of what would be the like. slap in the face was going to be when I put my sign up the next day that says to ask us about a free photo booth. Free photo booth. Because free. we were giving away a free photo booth if they booked at the bridal show. Did anyone and book at the bridal show? The re no, nobody booked at the bridal show. <laughs> nobody ever books at the bridal show. <sighs> Isn't that the truth, though? Isn't that the truth? The only thing I thought of after the fact to get people to book at the bridal show would be to, like, double my prices and then offer 50% off. If I mean, like, just something insane to get people Wouldn't to Wouldn't that make you look, wow, like, weird I'm and desperate? Like, $2,000. That's mm, the reason I've never done it. I don't I've think people's brains work like that. I don't know. People in the Midwest love a good bargain. Yeah, when I see I like a just... bargain that good, I think, oh, that's too good to be true. Then I go check the website, and the website's like, no, no, their actual price is the price they're saying is the sale price. <laughs>
I'm just going to start living in that Kohl's lifestyle where everything's constantly marked down from an overinflated marked up price. Just every single day on your website, it's like prices start at $10,000 and there's like a big line through the 10000 and then like exactly. your real price underneath. Yep. And then there's a clock next to it as to when that sale goes away. And then you have like a little chat box that like pop up and they're like, are you thinking about booking right now? Or like when you go to close out the site, the little chat box pops up. Are you sure you want to leave? The sale ends in four hours. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can you imagine the kind of clients you would get if you started doing stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I see those on other people's sites. Not, ne- not necessarily photographers, but other, you know, websites. I'm okay with like a chat bot that pops up and is like, hey, do you have any questions? That's fine. But like the chatbots that pop up and are like basically passive aggressively saying like you're going to be charged more if you don't book right now. Ugh, yuck. Mm -hmm. Yep. My my biggest regret of the bridal show would be so because we did do the salsa booth and I had the iPad in the uh, salsa booth. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot to bring my other iPad for collecting. I'm Dustin. I've got two iPads, brag. You don't have like five iPads. You have children, Stephen. Um, brag. I'm Dustin. I have children. children. <laughs> I'm Dustin. I'm super fertile. Um, wow. Yes. You just said that out loud. Ugh. Now everybody's thinking about your fertile stuff. Some people have muscles. Some people have their fertility. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad that it ended where I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to end with some people have muscles, some people have cum. <laughs> nope. Um, so, no, what we didn't bring was the second iPad, which is what I was planning on using for data collection on when potential brides came to the booth. And because we didn't have that, I printed off little slips to have people fill out their information. And because I wasn't at the booth personally, I'm the one going through all of these slips. And I have no idea if any of these are qualified leads or not, which is super disappointing. But I'm hoping that uh, something comes from it. We're going to email them all tomorrow and uh, hopefully, hopefully somebody books. So that would normally bring us to our first topic of the real show, but probably should talk about beer talk first. Dustin, my man, mm. what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a big old glass of H2O because I am been super sick the last two days and I really don't want to throw up beer. Not Doesn't, really. I feel like you're always sick when we record. It just seems like every time we get together to record, it's like well, you're I went sick, from your a kids are sinus sick. infection to I had a stomach bug. Because mm. you're Probably always sick. Probably the coronavirus. Oh. The coronavirus. Speaking of the coronavirus, tonight, Dustin, I have a Corona Extra <laughs> with a lime. La Cerveza Mas Fina. Um, you know, mm, Dustin, I got to say, good. the reason I have a Corona right now is because I was at the store and Jen said, she said, can you buy, can you buy Coronas as well so we can expose ourselves early and prepare for the pandemic? Which is, you know, a nice mm-hmm. little uh, coronavirus um, 
joke about not having a vaccine yet and you know corona's the same thing and i just responded coronas with the ca for coronas you know like our commander in chief because you know you think of that stuff wrong and jen just wrote back nope it's called corona which made me think oh wait she wasn't joking she actually wants me to buy coronas so i did and then i got home and she was like i was just joking why did you buy coronas now i'm drinking a corona i like corona um jen's drinking a corona in the other room too it's all good we like we we like it, you know. Slice up a lime, throw throw a slice in the top. It's all good. Lime in the coconut. Um, I was shooting a lime commercial in... yesterday. Yeah, Steve, Steven, are you with me? I was shooting. A, if we want to do beer talk, I'll do mm-hmm. my past drink talk. Uh, I was shooting a commercial yesterday. Is this going to be about the brewery that offered you beer? No, because you shared that last week on the podcast. No. I shoot multiple commercials, Stephen. I uh, was shooting a commercial yesterday, and the guy we were interviewing for the spot, he, uh, we were shooting it in his at his house, and he was telling us about this concoction he'd come up called a bourbon bloody mary. Oh, I'm not actually that interested. And uh, we're like, oh yeah, sounds cool. And he's like, no, no, really, let me go make you a quick shooter of it. So you guys can like, you know, tell me how amazing this is. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And you're super so sick at goes, this point in time. So he, how'd that get uh, out? Oh, no, I, my sickness didn't come until that evening. And, uh, so the I'm, sickness eclipse had started, but you weren't at full eclipse yet. Exactly. <laughs> he put a little coronavirus in it. And so I thinking he's going to make this little shooter and Luke and I, Luke was with me. And uh, the guy, the owner of the company we're shooting for. So he comes out with three giant Bloody Marys. <laughs> and it had Yellowstone. He used Yellowstone bourbon. And I was like, in honor of I Stephen, I can't not take this. I love this. Yellowstone. I, I would drink me some Yellowstone right now. I, I Actually, I have Yellowstone right behind me in my, my little movable bar thing. I'm, should I get some Yellowstone and drink it right now? In memory. In memory of, of how good Mary, Yellowstone I, is. So this guy thinks he made but, up the bourbon Bloody Mary. Yep, he does. Because I mean, I've been to Journeyman and they they make uh, Bloody Marys with whiskey there. So feel like feel like it's something that's been around for a while. But also, Bloody Marys are disgusting. He, um, I want to go on record. But Bloody yeah, Mary so, is a disgusting drink. And it's also a very scary thing to say into your restroom mirror when all the lights are off at midnight. It's like Candyman, but for the Midwest, it's Bloody Mary. So it was bourbon. Um, he had a th- spicy pepper, some sort of spicy pepper sauce. Um, and then it was uh, bacon flakes, bacon mm-hmm. something. Now, this is all sounding like a good thing for a Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys are still and disgusting. That and that was it. Wait, there's no tomatoes. No tomato juice? Nope. No, no. He uses the three pepper sauce instead of tomatoes. How'd that go down for you? Because you hate spicy. Uh, I didn't like the spicy, no. No, didn't like that one bit. Liked the bourbon. Didn't like the spicy. Could have just done with tomato <laughs> and bourbon, and I think that might be kind of good. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Uh, Actually, maybe I could get on board with Bloody Mary if it's like a pepper sauce instead of tomatoes. That sounds good to me. Dustin, let's get to the show, though. 
You were talking about leads and how to qualify leads from Bridal Show. Tell us more about how you would do that. Um, well, first of all, uh, ideally what I would have liked to have done is entered the information on an iPad into some sort of an oh, Excel gosh, document. We get it. You own multiple iPads. Or a Surface or a phone. Whatever you got to do, man. Okay, Mr. Um, Moneybags. And then once you get that information, if you can like flag it and use some sort of identifier so you know like, oh, this person was on a date, I was available, or this person doesn't already have a photographer, um, and they're not just trying to win whatever giveaway item I'm giving away. But um, Mm -hmm. we didn't do any of that, so instead I'm stuck with a hundred lead forms, if you will, that have no way for me to tell if it's a good lead or a bad lead. Um, and even if you did like the paper form like we did, um, if you can just put like a little star or some sort of, you know, marking on the paper as they hand it to you, yeah. um, like a little magician where you've got some, you know, thumb stamp or uh, ink pad, you can just like knock it with your thumb. So you're it's awkward when you shake someone's hand and then you leave yeah. ink all over their hand. But other than that, it's a great flawless, you know, magician-like uh, thing. I mean, we call that octopusing in the biz, but I mean, if, if you don't like it, yeah. Like an octopus, you shoot out ink uh-huh. when you're fleeing uh-huh. the predator, which is apparently your client. Actually, that'd work a lot better if you were the person coming up to the booth. Now, you get a very pushy person like Dustin trying to push you on their new salsa photo booth from Photo Booth Supply Company. And mm-hmm. you don't want it because you want to use the made from scratch photo booth guy who's across the way from you who's going to make you your own one-time use photo booth how is he still in business how is he still in business um one-time use photo booth you know custom made one-time use he just custom makes one-time use photo booth custom made and uh you you just you throw a bunch of ink in dustin's face and run away Oh man, that's that's good. That's that's rich. I would like this. The one delightful. thing you could have done is you could have put two separate boxes for the forms. So like the one box is for a qualified, one is for not. But some people might have been like, "Wait, why are you putting these in two separate boxes?" Is that like gerrymandering? I would just like them to write on it real quick while the client, prospective <laughs> client, still looking like, "Yeah, this is a good one, Dustin." Or no, don't call this one, Dustin. <laughs> exactly. That's all I really wanted. You know what I think is really going on here is I just think your associates, maybe they they don't know what it is you're looking for in a good lead, which is why I wanted to get in on this with you, really kind of mm-hmm. suss that out. Like what makes yeah. a good lead? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for a designer purses, designer shoes, designer handbags? Are you looking for people living that life of luxury? How many Rolexes no. do they own? Um, do they walk up with one pair of Ray-Bans covering their eyes or push up over their hair? Or do they have five pairs of Ray-Bans just covering their whole face? Like, How, how are we looking at this? Uh, it's nothing to do with appearance or how they talk or act because I've done plenty of weddings where I've thought, oh, that person probably can't afford us. But um, if someone truly values photography, you know, they'll make it work some way, somehow. Um, mm-hmm. So I go. When just they walk up to the booth, are they like, wearing like one sh- set of shoes that's like they're walking around the conference floor shoes? And then when they step into the booth, they take those shoes off and they put on their special booth shoes. Um, is that like the kind of client you're Ooh. looking for? 
I'm always looking for someone with booth shoes. Yeah, because actually, like, now that I say that, that sounds super cool, and I'm going to need to get a <laughs> pair of booth shoes before I go to another event. And they're like, hold on, let me put on my booth gloves. Oh, man. Oh, let, let me let me take off my walking around gloves. Let me put on my booth gloves. <laughs> Let's get into this. Hold on, hold on. These are my walking around glasses. Let me put on my talk to you glasses. There we go. Now you can see me seeing you. And then like halfway through, uh, when they get annoyed, instead of inking you, politely inking you, um, they just put in their not talking to you earplugs and then they, <laughs> they just kind of zone out. They put their not talking to you earplugs in, they slide their not talking to you sunglasses over their eyes and now they're gone. And they just slowly start taking the booth shoes off. As they back away from you slowly maybe you just you know the booth shoes they don't even have to be super expensive they're cheap enough you could just leave them in the booth if you really have to you have a whole <laughs> backpack full of other booth shoes you're like hey hey miss you're, you're leaving your shoes and they're just like i can't i can't hear you they're pointing at their ears pointing at their eyes i can't see you they're just slowly backing out they're like slippers um i will say one thing that People at bridal shows, because um, I was kind of wanting to play the part of like walking around and networking with the vendors mm -hmm. while my team was kind of doing the booth. And uh, people don't acknowledge or talk with guys at these shows. It was really interesting. Like I'm like walking down the rows and like women. So like, like you walked up to a bunch of other like photographers booths and like at these photographers booths, they didn't want to talk to the guy wearing a shirt that literally said Dustin and Corinne wedding photography. I didn't wear this shirt. I've only ever seen you wear shirts that have your brand name on them. I just like to wear it when I'm with you because I know it makes you feel inferior. Nope, um, that's not what it makes me feel. Let's play a game <laughs> called Opposites. It makes me feel the opposite of inferior. Superior? That's it. You got it. Oh, man. Oh, Steven. You did surprisingly well at the game of Opposites. I'm so surprised. <laughs> That's because you only see me when I'm working. Is, if you'd ever want to hang out in a scenario in life why? where we're not working, and because I'm always oh. working, this is all I own. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is yeah. how I dress on like a normal day, just like a nice button-down dress shirt um, rolled up at the sleeves because I'm a hard worker and just getting it done in the house. It's because you work yeah. at home, Steve. Yeah. And somehow the dishes, I'm still dressed nicer than you. Doing the laundry. <laughs> it's because you're still living on that dream that someone's going to call and you're going to have to actually get to leave the house. But until that becomes a thing, you just stay in that polo. Polo? Ugh, yuck. Yuck. Whatever you call that thing you're wearing. This shirt is a dress buttons. shirt. Oh my god. A polo? Do I look like a junior high golf student? You're <sighs> saying the polos are coming back for dads. Oh gosh, I don't want to live in that world. <sighs> Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. All right, Dustin. So what makes a good qualified lead in your, your opinion? We got real sidetracked there with booth shoes. Greatest <laughs> invention I've ever come up with. 
somebody that's getting married and already has a venue, a venue that I know um, isn't something that's like, you know, made up somebody mm-hmm. who has a date that we are in fact available or a date in, in general. Um, I don't like to mess around with people uh, who don't have a date yet unless they're soup, like come across at the shows, like super interested in us, in which case I'll try to like help them pick the date. So what you wanted was your associates to be able to tell if these people were horny for you or not. That's what I'm mm-hmm. hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think maybe it's difficult for them? Cause like you weren't there and they just had that giant photo of your, your face behind them and they, they couldn't really tell if people were creeped out or horny for it. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Steve, but they were actually there representing our new brand. Um, our Mennonite brand, as you like to refer to it as, but Union Chapel Photo. Um, <laughs> the worst name ever. It's not too late to change the name. Where we can have more than one person getting married at the same time. <laughs> I'm sorry, is this... Uh, I had a lot of compliments Polyamorous? On a lot of compliments on that name at the show, actually. Really? From who? Because you, you got in my head that people weren't going to like the name. And so I was actually talking to other vendors and they're like, oh, I actually really, uh, really liked that name. And I was like wondering where you guys came from. Because the thing about bridal shows in Fort Wayne, because it's such a large city, is we pull in a lot of vendors from like the smaller markets around us. Which all have a Union Chapel Road as well. No, it's just you never know if a vendor is actually local or not. And they all have a Union Chapel as well, too. Uh, no, we're the only Union Chapel in the whole world. Mm, okay, got it. In the whole world, except for Union Chapel, North Carolina. Okay, Dustin, okay, Dustin, Dustin. Steven. So now we know what you're looking for in a lead. We got that figured out. What are you looking for in a lead, Steven? Someone who's horny for it. Mm. For mm. my work, of course, yeah. What What else would they be horny for? It? So your booth shoes. <laughs> Probably. That is a million dollar idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to, I want to, next bridal show. I'm going to pay you to come next. to it and do that. Oh man, that, that'll be a good bridal show. I can't wait for it. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, just looking for people who seem interested, man. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta see if you vibe. And if you don't vibe, it's like really what's the point? Like, you know, maybe like at the end of your little talk in the booth, like, do they go in for a handshake or do they go in for a hug? If they go in for a hug, is it like a let's touch cheeks hug? Like, are we that close already after our five minute talk? Or is it like yeah. a ooh, A frame, two pats, I'm out. Or was it like uh, they were reaching to grab a postcard off your table and you, you mistook it for a hug? Arm is like a, oh, thank you for coming into my booth. This was, this was so good. We had well, such I a mean, connection. that does make sense because every time Jen and I have done a booth, I have stood right in front of the postcards. But I do go in mm-hmm. for every hug and just stare them straight in the eyes and say, do you consent to this? Do you consent to this? Do you consent to this? Oh, I also tell them when they fill out these little cards, these are actually miniature contracts on the back of these little cards for the giveaways, a full on, you know, legalese about how they just booked us for their wedding. Oh gosh, Dustin, this is why you never book anybody from these events. Are you kidding me? I booked a hundred brides at this event. 
<laughs> but, but no deposits. deposits. That's the only problem. <laughs> Uh, Dustin, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to you about something. Mm, I want to hear it. Over the last month, we've gotten a surprising amount of... Oh, we're going there. Yeah, we're we're going going there, there, bud. We're going there. We're going to the dark zone. We got a surprising amount of emails on our website from email accounts that may or may not exist. Don't exist. I'm not 100% no, certain. I check them all. I check them all. So they now... do not exist. So now that, uh... Now now that imaging is over, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about this first one we got. I mean, now that, <laughs> now that WPPI is Im- over. <laughs> yeah, say now that yeah. nobody from imaging will listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, so the, the very first one we got uh, comes from somebody who calls himself Hookup Help. And they say, hey, Stephen Dustin, I was at imaging, but I didn't see you guys. Love the podcast. It brings a lot of laughter to my life. And you know, if you're going to write us, starting with flattery is always the best way to go. Now this next part, though. The reason I'm writing is because I need help. And that's a great place to be, too, because we want to help. It's hard to admit this, even to myself. But I fucked up big time. I got a little bit drunk at Imogene at that sports bar place, Fuse. I got to talking to a guy at the bar, and the next thing I knew... I woke up in his room the next morning without any clothes on. I'm married. I'm not planning to tell my husband. That's not what I need help with. What I need help with is I'm going to WPPI, and the guy is going to be there. He already slid into my DMs and has sent me some risque pictures. He said he wants to spend more time with me there. I can't fuck up again. I want to, though. How do I put an end to this? And I want it so bad. Feel feel free to say shitty stuff. I wouldn't have written in if I couldn't handle it. Though I'll probably cringe the entire time you're talking about it. This isn't in the Q&A because I don't feel like this is real. But... Oh, mm. 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 well, hook up help at AOL.com. I wrote <laughs> back to that email address. And do you want to know who writes at hookup help at AOL.com? Ooh, ooh. It is a disconnected email address. Because <laughs> I tried to send you an email. Oh, man. Who still uses AOL? At least say Yahoo. So we got a bunch of emails, all from weird uh, email, things like this. We're not going to read them all. That one was funny, though, because it did feel like did feel like maybe maybe they met us at Imaging, whoever this person was. Um, oh, yeah, because we ate at that sports bar. That's why when I read this, I felt like someone was stalking us. It was like one of three f***ing restaurants at the place, Dustin. But it's the only one of three that we ate at, Stephen. And you definitely turn to a guy and, and like, ask him what he was whoa, doing there. Well, are you fucking people here? <laughs> That's what I said to him. And he was like, yes, I am fucking people here. People other than my husband. And I was like, wow, that is weird to admit. And he's like, I know I shouldn't be doing it. I don't want to be doing it, but I am. It's a big mistake. Yeah. 
Yeah. Big time. <laughs> that was our conversation at the bar. <laughs> and then he felt the need to write us about it. The weird thing is that guy was there for that sales event. He wasn't even there for <laughs> imaging. I know. And he loved it so much. He's going to WPPI. <laughs> Big time fan of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anywho. So let's pretend this is a real world scenario. Yeah, let's pretend it's a real world scenario. Come on, hit me up, baby. Um, I I don't condone uh, infidelity, so I would say that you would have to go to a different conference instead of WPPI. Mm. But they're already going to WPPI. So what do they do? Then you what might they, as well share a room. What do they do to make Save this this person on cost? What do they do to make this person not interested anymore? Mm, mm. Okay. I like where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you start sending them uh, risque photos of the outlandish things you're into. Like um, maybe you with an alligator um, or you with perhaps like a caveman type outfit, but not sexy, more like monstrous. Um, where like the bone maybe- is through your nose. Maybe it's you with an alligator, and you're in clown makeup, and the alligator's also in clown makeup, <laughs> and also no clothes, and also your genital area, your erogenous zone, also in clown makeup, <laughs> and just be like, look, this is full of me, and then maybe like underneath it, if they still want to talk, then you're just like, hey, also, I would love to have a conversation with you about eugenics. And I guarantee that's going to end it right there because either they'll be like, I'm out, you're a terrible human being, or they'll be like, I'm in. And then you'll be like, oh, I'm out, you're a terrible human being. You know? What if they were like, actually, I was meaning to talk to you about eugenics. Yeah. Then you're out. (laughs) They're a terrible human being. (laughs) And what if you say, hey, while we're in Vegas, I thought we could hit... I thought we could hit up a Scientology conference that's happening in the area. <laughs> I believe that's called the Church of Phototology. <laughs> Church of Phototology. Yeah, come on, Dustin, get with it. Oh, Dustin, do you want to do some real Q&A? Oh, I thought that was as real as it could get, Stephen. But by all means, let's Q&A it. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Tara from a random Facebook group writes in and says, if an agent has you shoot a house and you edit it, etc., and later they send it off to an editing service without your knowledge for a twilight conversion, is that illegal and copyright infringement? And if this happened to me, what should I do? Hmm. It's interesting. So I just want to go through this real quick. Um, and if this happened to me, what should I do? Tara, this happened to you, didn't it? Why are you playing so <laughs> coy? Why why are you all up in here like, ooh, is this thing illegal? Also, if it happened to me, what should I do? Like, just say this happened to me, what should I do? Like, why are you like prancing all around this? Just come right out with it. Come on, Tara. Uh, Tara, as someone who shoots a tremendous amount of real estate photography, um, I can tell you firsthand that Realtors are the least informed individuals when it comes to 
uh, how photography is treated in terms of copyright and how that is represented with your work. Now, that burden falls on you to inform them uh, by having each agent you work with sign some sort of a you know, contract, work for hire, uh, and then in there laying out who owns copyright and what the extent of that is and looks like. Um, but just simply having a conversation with each agent before you begin work with them on like, hey, I'm going to be providing you these photos. If you want any changes, modifications, edits, let me know um, because I prefer my work not be modified. Um, but yeah, that is something that a lot of these, as more and more of these uh, real estate editing companies are popping up um, to try and put real estate photographers out of business by having realtors shoot their own photos, you're going to see more and more of this. And unfortunately, you know, without completely trying to like burn your bridge with your realtor, um, because it's not like you're going to be offer, able to offer the same service at the same price as like what they're going to get it for from, you know, this other company. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the real one. Do you want to spin, spin us a funny, Steve? No, I, I don't think I can spin a funny. I think you just spun all the funny right out of me. I got so <laughs> bored. I glazed over for a few seconds there and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm you did kind start of, to look yeah. like a donut and I was getting tasty because I'm back on my like no carb diet and I'm like, God, he looks like a Krispy Kreme. Well, mm. that is just because I can split my body and cause a hole to be where my stomach should be. And, uh, you know, kind of like Captain Mr. Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Mr. Speaking Mr. of donuts, Wonderful. Listener, damn it, damn it, who's listener, the stretchy guy? I, I, I do the stretchy. I do, I'm stretch Armstronging into a donut shape over here. Damn it. I missed it. I messed up. I messed up. I couldn't remember who was the head of the Fantastic Four. Four. Yep, uh, I know. Mr. Uh, Fantastic. Um, F my life. Sally Psycho from our very own Facebook group asks, So yesterday I shot a wedding at an art museum. I've been there before on multiple occasions, and it's huge. The normal lighting is spotlighted in on the art, on the white walls, and on the sculptures in the white halls. She just said halls. I just really wanted double whites in there. It looks pretty cool in the daytime with a ton of natural light filtered in through floor to ceiling windows covered in white, nearly translucent curtains. This sounds beautiful. Absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous in the daytime. But my wedding was at night, which changes things a bit. Since this cavernous venue is dimly lit for evening weddings, I've always used a flash for all the shots. Just safer and easier than shooting at a high ISO. Anyway, I've had a suspicion that I might be able to pull off a different look for the indoor couple's portraits than what I normally deliver if I shut the flash off and use the venue lighting to my advantage. So I gave it a go and tried it. I was chimping while shooting that series and thought that I had fucked up when reviewing the pics on the LCD. LOL. I like that. Like, two... Two acronyms right in a row, LCD, LOL. Beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The pics looked flat and unattractive. Mm -hmm. Big yikes. I was so worried that I'd screwed up my client's couple's portrait time that I ended up pulling them aside later that evening to do a few more shots with flash just to make sure I had something great to deliver. 
Thank goodness they were cool with it. This morning I'm going through the photos to see how everything turned out and can't believe what I'm seeing. OMG. Somehow I actually pulled off a few of those no flash shots at one fifteenth handheld. One one fifteenth of a second shutter speed handheld. Start calling you steady, Sally. At 4.0, ISO 2500 on the 70 to 200. Wow. On the 70 to 2. Can I repeat? One, <laughs> one fifteenth of the shutter speed on a 70 to 200. Holy sh. That turned out pretty great. The Canon gods are smiling on me. Yay. Any of you ever try something outside of your comfort zone, thinking that maybe you messed up only to be surprised with good stuff instead? Well, Sally, you know, uh, I would just like to go ahead and say, when Dustin asked me to do this podcast, I agreed to it. And I listened to our first few episodes, and I was pretty certain it was a huge mistake. But we're still here. <laughs> Still going. Is it a mistake? <laughs> Is well, it a we, mistake? We won't know till episode 1,000. <laughs> 1,000 episodes, Dustin, no! Yes, Stephen, yes. Dustin, have you ever uh, thought you screwed something up and then later you're like, actually, that's kind of dope as hell. <clears throat> no, typically if I think I screwed something up, I screwed something up. <laughs> Uh, I was shooting a wedding once with Jen and the bride was dancing during the reception and I accidentally had turned my trigger off on my flash for the off for the off camera flashes, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's the trigger off of my camera, not on my flash, but I accidentally turned my trigger off when I was shooting something that was like in a brightly lit tungsten area where I didn't need flash and I was like away from the dance floor, came back, the bride's dancing and without thinking, I just, you know, lifted my camera and shot without the flash on. Looked at the photo and was like, oh, crap. Messed that one up. And mm -hmm. uh, then when I was actually like, going through and calling the wedding, I saw that photo and I was like, oh, actually, that's really dope. Like, <laughs> the bride is lit by, like, the blue DJ light and she, like, she just looked, like, super cool, like, surrounded by blackness and she's just, like, this, like, blue silhouette kind of sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it was dope as hell, but because um, every bride wants to look like a blue silhouette. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I enjoyed it. I don't care if she enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's art, and it's my art, and I love this art. Stephen Van Elk, I shoot your wedding for me. This is not for you. How many arts do These you do memories? that it's like this was a mistake? <laughs> but it's art mm. now. I arted that. I don't know if that's how art works. Yeah, that is how art works. You make a mistake and then you just write, this is art. And then people are like, oh my gosh, it's speaking so much to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I do mm -hmm. things. That's how I spin my videos. But photo, I tend to be a little bit more purposeful. <laughs> I know that's how you spin your videos. Oh my gosh. Oh. But it works. But? But uh, and you know, you know what? Maybe the best part of that whole thing was Sally said the canon gods are smiling on me. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it a heartwarming story to hear about a canon user who's being smiled upon by their gods? I think it was just a canon lens, but she was still shooting on a Sony body. Oh, Sally shoots with a canon, bro. Oh man. Sony memory card in 
Does <laughs> the memory card save me? <laughs> Praise be to Lexar and Sandisk. Has that built-in image stabilization. <laughs> Let's all pl- pray to Translucent in Kingston today. Can, can we do that, Steve? Can we start a memory card company with built-in image stabilization? We can start a memory card church. <laughs> I don't know about a memory card image stabilization. That doesn't sound like something that'll work. No, no. We're just buying Sandus cards. We're putting a new sticker on them. It says stabilization. Them, <laughs> That's the name of the, the company. Stabilized cards. <laughs> yep. Stable cards. Rebecca Lozer from our very own Facebook group and also from The Secret Life of Weddings, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, writes in to say, anyone else sketch out an image prior to the wedding and create it on the wedding day? Uh, Rebecca, I'm a photographer. Um, (laughs) I take photos for a living and... uh, I failed drawing in college. So I think that answers that. That's like a, so it's a legitimate thing. Cause like my background's more video than it is photos where like you storyboard and like draw stuff out for how you want it to look when you actually shoot the video mm-hmm. to get a better idea of what shots you need to get and everything. Um, and I am terrible at drawing. So I've never, ever, ever done that. I've uh, never been a good storyboarder, but like Jen sometimes will be like, this is what I'm thinking of. And she'll like make a full Photoshop, like mock-up of like something she's thinking of for like a creative idea that she has for a photograph or something. And it blows my mind every time she does it. Cause I just don't think that way. Like my mind is like, I just show up and I try to make something happen with the environment I'm in. But I feel like, I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like maybe, maybe we should get into sketching. I would like to bring you to my house, sketch some nudes of you, Dustin. And, uh, you know, for how I'm talking to Rebecca now. No, I'm talking to you, Dustin. I'm right (laughs) here. You're on the other line with me. Dustin McKibben. Mm -hmm. Sketch some quick nudes of Dusty. And uh, Mm -hmm. then, you know. Tasteful. 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 And then I'll bring those to weddings with me and I'll show them to the groom and be like, this is how I was thinking of posing you. (laughs) Um. Rebecca, I used to go into weddings with a lot of preconceived ideas in my mind because that's how I was trained as a advertising photographer and is to always come in with like a bunch of ideas before a shoot. And then I quickly realized that either I would not have time or the ability or um, just in general, the ideas wouldn't work out in the real world. And so now I actually find the joy in what I do by doing the absolute opposite without going in with n- no ideas, absolutely no preconceived notions um, of where I'm going to shoot, how I'm going to shoot, what I'm going to shoot, um, just that I have a bride and groom and it's their wedding day. And I tend to come out a lot more fulfilled and a lot more happy um, by just trying to pull, you know, polish a poop as it may be called. And, uh, making the best of it every once in a while jen and i will go in usually it's jen who has like a very defined idea of what she wants because it's like a venue we've shot at before and she's like i want to see if we can pull off this shot this time and um Mm -hmm. the hard part with that is if it's jen who has a defined idea and she's trying to describe to me what she wants i can never like i just feel like i can never quite 
picture what it is she's picturing. And so like I can capture something that I will find interesting and unique, but it won't fit what was in her head, you know? Um, Mm. So I feel like I'm a constantly a failure in that regard. (coughs) But sure. If it's like something I had like in mind, like, Oh, I loved like the windows in this room. I'd like to pull the groom in there for like his getting ready shots or something. Cause I think we'd get some like cool lighting or whatever. Like then I feel like I can pull something off and I can execute on that. But like, I feel like, I feel like Jen and I both think very creatively, but like we have very different thought patterns and like, I hope that's why we work well together. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what causes all the stress when we work together. I don't know. Right. Because she was like, I'm being creative and funny by saying you should get Corona's. And Steven's like, wow, that is creative and funny. I will get Corona's. And then you're like, oh shit, she's joking. Yeah. But I'm still drinking Corona's and so she, so I feel like that worked out in the end. Win, (laughs) win. But did you get lime? Did you get lime though? I already told you I got lime. I cut, I cut the lime up myself and I put it in the Corona's. Did you put it in? Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man, is at Dustin underscore McKibben. And I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group that you should definitely join if you listen to the podcast. Just search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next week after you shoot another wedding. I'm impressed by Rebecca Lozer for having the ability to sketch stuff out <laughs> and actually make it happen. Uh, sure. I wish I was better at drawing. Mm. So what, what, uh, what, what things from, from like your, your grade school, elementary school, middle school, junior high, high school, do you wish you uh, ended up being better at when you got older? Cause like art, like drawing, sketching, painting, all that something I definitely wish I would have uh, pursued, but my parents convinced me that band was really cool. And if I took band, I didn't have uh, this slot in my schedule to take art. So instead, I got to I got to play that sweet, sweet alto saxophone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, diddling know, those keys, you know how it is. I was, I was really great at everything uh, in growing up. <laughs> Bullshit. So Bullshit. I... I didn't... Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't good at band, so... But I like knew my strengths and oh, weaknesses. Oh, I, I want to be clear about that. I wasn't good at band. I was very, very bad at band. In fact, uh, like one of the big reasons why I was not in like the top ten in my grade or whatever is because I scored so low in band because I <laughs> couldn't tell if my instrument was in tune or out of tune, so I always sounded terrible. I am uh, so musically declined i don't know if that's the right word that um i'm musically like in high de-gifted school, <laughs> they have band and then they have choir and then they have this other thing called music arts which Ooh, is like for good. the people like me who cannot sing or play an instrument and instead you studied music 
Dude, that sounds dope. Is that like a class where like you just go in and you're like, hey, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to listen to the Strokes, uh, Weezer's Blue album in Pinkerton. Mm -hmm. Also going to listen to some Phantom Planet, maybe some Thrills today. Uh, I'm thinking tomorrow I'm going to get into like some some Foo Fighters, maybe some Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who knows where all this is going? But like I'm listening. I got my headphones on. I'll be in the back of the class. Is that is that what that class is like? Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Because it was just the people who didn't play an instrument and couldn't sing. That's nice. I love it. Sounds like a yeah. great class. Sounds like art history and in college. Like, and the best part of it, the best part of it is you didn't have to show up to any like those lame after school concerts. There were none of those requirements. Dude, those were the worst. Uh, actually, you did have to show up to one of those and write a critique. Oh man. So Ouch. I showed up and I was like, they did really bad at this portion <laughs> of this <laughs> There's a lot of singing. They're missing out on the pizzazz though. Um, <laughs> I wanted to see more jazz fingers, maybe some bigger smiles. I really thought the gold outfits contrasted poorly with the red shoes. <laughs> but what would I know? I'm just an artist. <laughs> Yes, I'm just in music arts. Oh man, no, that's that's good. That's good. But no, um, no, there's nothing that I never, I really felt like in high school or below that I didn't take seriously enough. Um, now in college, I don't feel like I took things seriously enough. Um. But that's because as somebody who grew up in a very conservative household and um, you get sort of that first taste of freedom since I went to school out of state, mm. you're like, college, sweet, sweet taste of freedom. Oh, I know it's like $40,000 a year, but I'm sure I can just do whatever I want. Yeah. Wow. You should have gone to a state school, buddy. <laughs> I know. I had a full ride to Ball State and I turned it down to... Go to school out, out of state. If you'd gone to Ball State, we could have met so much earlier in life. Uh, I'm pretty sure you graduated the year I would have started college. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's true. right, listeners. Steven is an old, old man. Hey, you're my little brother's age. Wow. Yes. If you'd gone to Ball State, we could have met because I married someone who lived in Muncie. So I was back in Muncie all the time. I hung out with all my old friends who went to Ball State. Think about it, Dustin. Yeah, you're right. Ball State's we such a started small this school. i sure we would have met. So much sooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Two great minds in the visual arts. Uh, yeah, we would have definitely met. If I had gone to Ball State, I have no idea if I would have stuck in photography. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure Best Buy had a lot of openings um, if you dropped out of photography. so I probably would have switched to something in computers and probably been making way more money now and hating my life. Wow. You mean I could still go back and switch to computers and hate my life and make more money? And definitely the last one, too, I wanted. That was definitely the reason my dad wanted me to go to Ball State was because he's like, well, there's definitely no way you're going to stick with an art program because you're not an artist. <laughs> That's great. And then my mom threw him and a curveball and he's like, what up. about this school with photographic engineering? 
All right, I think we should probably call it quits now, DMAC. DMAC, but yeah, I did. That was true. I did fail drawing in college. That was a, that was a true thing. Caused me to lose my opportunity to become an RA. Ouch, bud. Sorry. Just the teacher, just, I don't know, she was weird. I told her up front, I'm like, I'm a photography student. I cannot draw to save my life. She's like, yeah, but I'm sure we can teach you. I'm like, by all means, teach me. And I just didn't understand drawing. They can't, they constantly just want you to try as if like you're going to just naturally get better. Practice does make perfect, so. Apparently not with me. Yeah. Not with drawing. Not with, ch uh, what were we using? Charcoal. Who likes to get dirty? Ugh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any more of this. Bye. It's like you're sitting there, you're sitting there staring at a nude person and they want you to draw them with Bye. charcoal. Bye. Just. Good I understand where night. they expect you to focus on that, Steve. Good night, Dustin. Good night. Good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. I'm Dustin. I'm super fertile. Brag. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!